Welcome to the Sleep Fairy Way podcast. I'm your host, Jessalyn Romney, a baby sleep consultant and a mother of four. I'm here to teach you everything I know about baby sleep, motherhood, postpartum, and more. I'm so happy you're here. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast today. I don't know what happened, but my last episode somehow... I think my microphone switched over to my laptop microphone instead of my actual recording microphone. And I didn't realize the audio was wonky until after the episode was published. So sorry about that. Hopefully the audio is much better on this episode. I made sure that it's on the correct microphone today. Okay, and before we get started, I wanted to read this quick review that said, it's only been three days since we had our consultation and my baby slept until 7, 10 a.m. this morning with zero night wakings. I seriously can't believe it. I can't remember the last time we were not awake between 4 and 5 in the morning. He's also currently taking his longest nap he's ever taken. We're coming up on two hours. I cannot thank you enough. Katie, that makes me so happy. Thank you so much for sharing that review with me. And I always think it's good for people to hear that it's so helpful to do consultations because you can get help for your very specific need. This particular client, she was struggling with her baby waking up at four in the morning every day, and then her baby was overtired, so she couldn't get to the desired nap time without her baby crying, but then if she put him down early, it was reinforcing the wakings. Anyways, we just had to dive into her situation, figure out what was going on, make small changes, and within three days, her baby slept all night, slept until 7, 10 in the morning, and is now taking a beautiful long nap so she can be productive. So if you are feeling like, oh, I just really need help. I feel like I've tried everything. I don't know what to do. Book a consultation. I would love to help. My schedule was closed for a while because I was working on Melly Baby. If you haven't checked that out, go to at Melly Baby Co. on Instagram. I launched a product, well, actually two products, a sleep sack and then a binky link where you can attach the binky to the sleep sack without it falling off. You can also attach the binky to the car seat, to the stroller. Anyways, I'm super excited about it, but I was spending so much of my time focusing on that that I closed my consultation schedule for a while. So consultations are back up and running. And I also added a new consultation option where I am offering one-on-one text support for seven days. So You can book a consultation, we can talk through your situation, come up with a plan, and then you have one-on-one access to me for seven days. So anyways, there are options. I am here to help. Let me know if you need it. I would love, love, love to help. Just book a consultation. I will um, link it in the show notes if you need it. Okay, today we are going to talk about a question that I got asked over the holidays a lot, and I figured I would just dive into it because I think that as parents and just as human beings, we're going to face this situation a lot in our lives. So the question is, can my baby stay out late even if they are sleep trained? Like basically what was happening is people are like, I have a family party and I don't want to miss out or we're going to dinner and it's a little bit later. I don't want to miss out and I want to bring my baby. What do I do? And is it okay if I take my baby out or is it going to ruin their sleep? So the short answer is yes. I'm going to talk through options. I'm going to give you, you know, different ideas of what you can do when this situation arises because it will. But the short answer is yes, absolutely. You can take your baby out. You can stay out past their bedtime occasionally. It's not going to ruin their sleep. If you have taught your baby how to sleep, then one night out is not going to ruin that. But I'm going to give you a few options so that you can make a decision on what feels right for you and for your baby when this situation comes up. Now, typically, 
you know about these things in advance, right? They're on the calendar, you make a plan for it. So in that case, some of these will apply. If it is like a last minute thing, then probably the last option will be your best bet. But the first thing I would recommend is if you are planning on being out that night, add in an extra nap for your baby that day. If your baby is only taking one nap, move that nap a little bit earlier and then offer a power nap late in the afternoon, early evening, so that they can stay awake longer and later that night. If your baby's taking two naps, offer in a power nap, or if your baby is taking three naps, they have that two naps and a power nap, instead of waking your baby up at the 30 minute mark for that power nap, make that a full nap. It can be an hour, it can be an hour and a half, however long your baby will take that third nap, let them sleep, and that will help carry them through the later night. But the whole idea is to give your baby a little bit extra day sleep so that they are not tired when it comes to bedtime. Because I know I always say, like, if your baby is sleeping too much during the day, they're not going to be tired at night, right? Like, that is why we focus on getting good wake windows and getting the right amount of day sleep, but not too much day sleep. But in this case, you want them to get too much day sleep because the goal is for them to not be tired, right? So that they can be happy when you're at dinner or if you're at a friend's house or family's house or whatever. Get them plenty of day sleep so that they are not quite tired enough when it comes time for their typical bedtime. So that's option one, add in extra day sleep. Option number two is to shift their schedule back by 15 to 20 minutes throughout the day so that you can push their bedtime later. So say they typically take a nap at 9.30, try to get them to 9.45 or 10 if you can to slowly pull their schedule back. And then if their afternoon nap is at 1.30, but their morning nap was at 10, now you can do the afternoon nap closer to 2.30, right? So now you're already an hour past their typical schedule. Then if they normally go to bed between 7 and 7.30, you're already at an 8 or 8.30 bedtime because you've pulled their schedule back by an hour. This will buy you enough time if you're doing dinner at like 6.30 and you're definitely going to be home by 8, but you know that your baby would typically be tired by 7. So I wouldn't recommend this if you're going to be out till like 10 o'clock at night or something. Like that extra hour isn't going to do a ton, but if you know like, okay, we're going to dinner at six tonight, we're not gonna be home till eight, then this is a good option for you to just slowly and gently shift their schedule that day by 15 to 20 minutes, 30 minutes if they can handle it per nap. That way they can have a later bedtime that night. They will probably still wake up at the same time the next day. That's why I always recommend an early bedtime because I always tell people like, if you keep your baby up late, they will still wake up at 7 a.m. They're not like teenagers. They're not going to sleep in just because they stayed out late. So don't worry about throwing off their schedule completely. You'll get right back on track the next day, even if they have a later bedtime. Okay, option number three is a good option if your baby is young, like if your baby is under five months and you're going to be out and about, like if you are going to walk around at an outdoor shopping mall after dinner, or if you are going to, I don't know, if it's Christmas time and you're gonna walk around and look at Christmas lights later at night with friends, if you are going to be out and about and you're going to have your baby stroller, this is an option for you. So what I like to do, this has happened like, you know, when we go to Disneyland and stuff, if I know we're gonna be there late, I will bring the baby's sleep triggers and just let them sleep wherever you are for as long as they need to. So I will bring their sleep sack. Obviously, I don't put the sleep sack on because I have to buckle them in their car seat or stroller, but I will let them hold it like I lay it across them, let them hold it like a little stuffy and then bring their binky. And then I always have a portable sound machine or you can use the sound machine app on your phone. Pretty much every single phone has a built-in sound machine. If you didn't know this already, I have a reel on it on Instagram. 
In fact, if you have an iPhone, it's super easy to get to. You just swipe down so your, you know, your screen pops up with all the options on it. And there's a picture of an ear. And if you just click on the ear and click on background sounds, you can choose a brown noise and it'll just turn a sound machine on. It's honestly awesome. (laughs) So if you don't have a portable sound machine, use your phone, stick it in the car seat, stick it in the stroller. And those sleep triggers alone will typically allow your baby to fall asleep. Also, I like to use like a car seat cover or put a blanket over it just so it's dark and they're not distracted by everything going on around them. But again, this is for younger babies. If your baby is over six months and they are super social and they're totally aware of what's going on, chances are this isn't going to be the best option for you. But if your baby is young, you can bring those sleep triggers let them sleep in their car seat, in their stroller, while you're walking around, while you're out and about. You can even set their car seat or stroller next to you at a restaurant if that's what, if that's where you are. Um, And a lot of times if your baby's young, they'll just sleep in the car seat there. So bring your stroller, bring your sleep triggers wherever you are and just let them sleep. When you get home, you can either try to transfer them or they might wake up and be awake for 30 minutes and then they should go right back to sleep because they are so young. They're just getting into forming their own sleep patterns. So it typically isn't too difficult for younger babies to fall back asleep after a transfer. Okay, so that is another option. Option number four, this is probably best case scenario if you are going to somebody else's house, like if you're going to a game night or something where you know you're gonna be at someone's house for a long time. You're not leaving the house, you're not going out in public bring a pack and play and put them down. Like you can, I have done this so many times where I just bring a pack and play and I'm like, hey, do you have like a closet or an extra bedroom or bathroom or somewhere where I can just put this pack and play? Set up a pack and play, put your baby to bed at seven and then you can hang out without a baby in your arms, enjoy time with your family or friends. And then when it's time to go, gently transfer them to the car and then you can gently transfer them to their bed. Like I mentioned earlier, if they wake up, it's not a huge deal. They will probably be so tired that they will be able to fall right back asleep. And if not, they might be awake for 20 or 30 minutes and then they'll go right back to sleep. And again, it will not ruin their sleep patterns. It will not ruin the way they sleep. It's going to be okay. So that is like a super, honestly, for me, that's like best case scenario because I know that they're laying down in a quiet room in a bed. They're not going to be woken up or disturbed out in public and most of the time my babies transfer perfectly. So bring their sleep triggers, like I mentioned in the other option, bring their sleep sack, bring a sound machine or use your phone, make sure the room is dark, bring a sheet that feels or smells familiar to them and just let them sleep at somebody else's house while you're hanging out. And then you can pack up the pack and play and transfer them to their own bed. And the final option is to just do nothing. Okay. It's going to be okay. If you decide, you know what? I don't want to worry about sleep triggers. I don't want to worry about bringing a pack and play or trying to get my baby to fall asleep in a stroller when we're enjoying time with family. Like it's completely fine to just do nothing and take your baby out. Let them stay up. They will be excited. They will probably be overstimulated by all of the fun things that are going on that they typically don't get to see because they're usually asleep. And I think it'll surprise you with how happy and resilient and alert they can be. So Yes, they would go to bed late that night, but you can get right back on track the next day. They're probably not going to sleep in. They're probably still going to wake up at the same time, but you can get right back on track with their typical naps. And if you feel like they're overtired the next day, if you're like, man, that was rough. (laughs) They were super tired. They didn't sleep super great. Then plan for an early bedtime the next day. That's my favorite way to get caught up on sleep. Like over the holidays when we were out late, I always made sure the next night I made my kids go to bed super early 
because I knew that that would help them get caught up on sleep. And then the next day they would wake up well well rested and we would be right back on track. Everybody would be happy and feeling great again. So babies are, like I said, so resilient. They bounce back so quickly. You can always, always, always get back on track. It's never too late to get your baby back on track for good sleep. Even if you had a week of horrific sleep, if you were traveling for a week, if they went to bed late every single night, if they were skipping naps, if it was just like a horrendous week for whatever reason, you can always, always, always get back on track. So I hope this was helpful. I hope that you understand that you still can live your life when you have babies. I think a lot of times people have this fear of like, oh, when we have kids, we're not going to be able to go do fun things. No, you can totally still do fun things and still have a happy, well-rested baby. They are resilient. Teach them how to sleep and it'll be so much easier for them to get back on track when their schedule is thrown off. Now, obviously the option that I didn't mention was get a babysitter because that is like the most obvious one, but I was just trying to answer the question of, can I bring my baby out late? Because a lot of times people don't wanna leave their baby with the babysitter, or especially if it's a family party or something, they want their baby to be there. They want the family to be able to see their baby and they want their baby involved. So if you are like, "Mm, not worth any of this, then just get a babysitter, that's fine too. But these options are for if you want to take your baby out and enjoy a later night occasionally. So. Again, I hope this was helpful for you. Thank you so much for being here today and I will see you next week. If you want to learn more about the resources I have to offer, head to thesleepfairyway.com or follow me on Instagram at the underscore sleepfairy. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you next time.